Thank you for joining me for another episode of the JC Podcast. This is our third episode of the series the JC Podcast presents. This week I'm joined by international racing specialist Adam Campton to talk about horse racing. As always, if you like the podcast and would like to be notified about future episodes, give us a follow on Facebook or Instagram. Welcome back to the JC Podcast. This week I'm joined by Adam Campton. He's an international racing specialist with over 20 years experience in the racing industry. Adam, thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Joshy, for having me, mate. How's things in Hong Kong at the moment? Um, everything seems to be fine here um, at the moment, mate. The cases are obviously going down each day. Uh, the weather's beautiful at the moment, but um, yeah, of course, um, COVID-19 is obviously in the back of everyone's mind. Um, yeah. But um, the government and everyone else is doing a great job um, to try and keep it down, as we're saying. Um, but, yeah, it keeps improving and um, everyone keeps um, doing everything that they need to do to try and uh, get rid of this terrible virus. Awesome. And how has the racing industry coped with uh, the ongoing situation? Uh, over here, I believe the Jockey Club's done an incredible job as racing around the world, um, probably Australia and Hong Kong, we're really the only ones that are still racing at the moment. Japan is, but um, I have heard that Japan, you know, have had a number of cases over the last few days. So uh, yeah. hopefully they can get through it as well at the same time. But uh, over here, I believe the club's done a yeah incredible job. Obviously, it's tough. We like it's only so many people now allowed at the race course, and they're as um, you know, people in Hong Kong really really love the racing. So it is tough. We don't uh, have as many. Uh, people the track as we normally would, um, yeah. but the uh, one owner to each horse uh, comes. Uh, staff, some staff are still allowed to go. We've got, um, of course, the handlers and jockeys and trainers still go to the races. Our stewards, um, but yeah, as I said, the club's doing a great job. Um, you know, everyone wears a mask. Uh, you, you know, there's sanitizers everywhere. Everyone's kept clean, and uh, the people who are in control of all that are doing an incredible job to make sure everyone is following the rules. Um, I don't believe that um, that racing's going downhill over here. I reckon it's just going to go up with him and exposure we've got over the world now with a lot of people who don't really follow Hong Kong racing. They can now watch Hong Kong racing because yeah. really uh, it's one of the only racing jurisdictions in the world that are continuing to race at the moment. Yeah, I completely agree, mate. Is it a bit weird um, having no one at the races compared to, you know, a couple thousand people normally on a Wednesday night? Yeah, definitely. Like Wednesday at Happy Valley is normally packed. But um, I think it'd be more weird for the, you know, for the jockeys. It, it is a bit strange, like us sitting there, and normally you can't really hear the jockeys going around, like uh, you know, like yelling out at the end of the race, just trying to get the best out of the horse. But you can clearly hear the jockeys now because of there's no, uh, no there's no band, there's, yeah, there's yeah. no crowd, there's not many people drinking beers or anything like that anymore. But yeah, uh, we're very lucky that we still are racing and. Um, there's a lot of people around the world at the moment who don't have jobs, and yeah. I'm uh, very grateful that I'm still lucky to keep mine. Um, and you, you said before that you don't think the sport is going downhill in Hong Kong. Do you think coronavirus is going to have any sort of long-term impact on racing, not just in Hong Kong, but globally? Not really here, I don't think, mate. I think, as I said, the club's really, really done a brilliant job, and they're continuing to monitor everything they have to do to make sure that it doesn't go downhill over here. It's... Oh, I don't know enough about the disease and, you know, of course, a lot of people don't know enough about the disease. I don't think it's going to last for, you know, a number of years, hopefully. 
I think, you know, we, we will get through it. And um, other jurisdictions around the world might be a bit tougher on them because there are some places now that, you know, the staff aren't getting paid and um, horses aren't running. So that is a bit tough when, you know, owners are paying bills, but they're not getting anything back. You've got jockeys out of jobs, trainers out of jobs, strappers out of jobs. It is very, very tough. So, um, of course, it's going to be a very, very tough time for a number of jurisdictions around the world at the moment. But I believe if we do hang in there and everyone helps each other out, um, we should be able to get through it. Um, yeah, over here, I think continuing racing, like the, the turnover has been down a little bit, but um, yeah. it's still been very, very good. Uh, we're still racing and um, everyone's yeah doing the right thing at the moment to try and keep racing going. Well, I understand the um, the jockey club have still kept their betting offices open, even though you know uh, most places in Hong Kong have shut. Yes, yeah, uh, not all betting places, of course. Um, on yeah. the track, we can you know some betting places, but it has obviously it's down a lot of the betting places. Not many of them open, um, but everyone, uh, a lot of people, you know, bet through via the app now, which is um, a huge um, tick, and it works very well. So. That is the number of people who have been through that, and that's been a big help for the turnover, of course. And, um, yeah, but obviously with been in um, shops and stuff like that, obviously with the number of people, we're not allowed to have them open at the moment. But um, they should be open, you know, hopefully not too long. Um, and for those of my listeners that don't really know a lot about horse racing in Hong Kong, do you mind telling us a little bit about why you think it is such a popular sport? I love Hong Kong racing. Um, I love Australian racing. I love racing all well, – I just love racing, but – there's something very special about Hong Kong. We only race twice a week, normally only Wednesdays and Sundays. Uh, Wednesdays at Happy Valley, Sunday at Sha Tin, or some, once a month at Sha Tin on a uh, Saturday. Um, yeah. I just think Hong Kong over here, Hong Kong just love their racing. It's, you know, they grow up with it. It's not, uh, you know, there's, there is sports over here that the young children play, but, you know, their grandfathers, their dads, their uncles, everyone's got something to do with racing. Like you yeah. see the the man on the corner shop down the corner, like where I live or, you know, you can go 20 Ks the other way and see the man on the corner shop. They're always reading a form guy, which they just love their racing. And um, if no one, you know, anyone's listening, you haven't been to uh, Happy Valley on a Wednesday night, I'd uh, highly suggest to get there because um, I might be a little bit biased, but I think it's one of the best race tracks in the world. It's got an incredible atmosphere when people are attending, of course. Um, you know, there's a beer garden, there's a band, uh, there's great racing, there's very good horses over here at the moment. And, of course, I think racing's going, uh, only going up uh, yeah. at the moment because of the likes of, like, Zach Purton and Joe Marrero, who have an incredible battle at the moment. Um, and back in Australia, a lot more people are watching Hong Kong racing because of uh, Zach Purton, who is um, just incredible. Just, uh, Hong Kong. Yeah, he's incredible not just an Australian jockey. and Hong Kong jockey now, but everyone yeah. around the world starting to realise who Zach is. Yeah, he's really come up the ranks. Obviously, you've seen in person him in the last couple of years uh, just become a lot more prominent in, yeah, as you said, not just Hong Kong racing, but in terms of a global audience. Um, uh, yes, a freakish, freakish, freakish talent. Um, and yes, Hong Kong is, yeah, we're very, very lucky to have him over here. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to, sorry, my next question was just um, how would you describe Happy Valley to a foreigner? But you've really just answered that um in your last statement because it really is something you just have to experience firsthand i can remember my first time then i was just completely blown away it really it's just become an event uh happy wednesday hasn't it yeah it's it's it is the young people over here young and old doesn't matter how old you are it's if you're you know 
I get a lot number of people sending me messages from Australia or the UK who, you know, they're not even big racing fans, but they're coming to Hong Kong for a trip and um, they'll send me a message and ask, you know, why why should we go? And I think everyone that goes there definitely says that they've had a great night. It's I just personally believe there's a lot of race courses around the world that are very stale. Um, they do need to improve and. Over here, I believe they do an incredible job with Happy Valley and Chartin. Chartin's more of your punting sort of racetrack where yeah. for your diehard fans, but you've got your Wednesday night where Happy Valley, um, I think it's just a phenomenal night for the young people. And, um, and you know what? It's it's not like people who go and buy a beer or, you know, get some food. It's, it's pretty cheap. So um, I have been to races, you know, in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, um, also over in the UK and uh, all throughout Europe, and it's you go to the races. It's it's not cheap. No, you it's gotta, not. You know, pay a pay a fortune to get in, and then you got to pay for beers and yeah. food. Uh, it adds up, and if you're a young person, you don't want to be paying for that. So um, I believe it's they do a great job from that sort of side of it. And then you've got fast horses and good jockeys under lights, surrounded by big beautiful buildings in Happy Valley. So um, if you haven't seen any photos of the Happy Valley track, I'd oh, suggest incredible. To type it in. I know the the photo you like to talk about a lot is the not from the peak, but the one with the the view of the uh, track at night with all the lights around it. It's pretty incredible to be in such a big city and have such a big sporting track just right in the middle of the city. Oh, it, it is. I don't think um, anyone that asks me about Happy Valley, I always say I don't think there's another track like it in the world. It's no. uh, it is burrowed um, right in the middle of these big. Uh, buildings and yeah there is a uh, very very good photographer local photographer over here by the name of no head lamb um he get, takes his drone up to uh yeah up towards near the peak and he puts it up there on a wednesday night and uh he takes some phenomenal photos of the valley under lights um and yeah they are some pretty incredible photos you mentioned quickly before but i was going to ask what, what do you think is the main difference between uh Chartin and happy valley obviously one's on the weekend and one's on a wednesday night but are, is there any key difference or is it quite similar uh, yeah of course there's key differences um both for horses and humans um it's a big spacious track Chartin. um some horses handle Chartin and some horses handle happy valley and then some horses don't handle Chartin and some horses don't handle happy valley it's just how the horses are but um, it can be tough for some horses to come to Happy Valley with the lights on, um, the music, you know, the music on, and people cheering very loudly. It can be tough for a young horse to go to Hong Kong uh, to Happy Valley for the first time. They can, you know, get very anxious in the parade ring, and um, they can get, you know, they get a little bit scared going there for the first time. Where Sha Tin's a big, spacious track, um, and a lot more horses, you know, they prefer to run on big spacious tracks like Chartin. So those are the differences for the horses. Yeah. Um, bigger fields, of course, at Chartin, but they're always run on a Saturday or Sunday at Chartin. And um, a lot more people probably from, you know, watching from over the world, they're normally watching probably more of Chartin because it's raced on a Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. But Wednesday, of course, are just incredible races. But the, the quality of horses – and the races at Chartin are obviously better because we've got Group 1, Group 2 and um, some very good Group 3 races as well. And, of course, the international race meetings. And uh, we've got Champions Day coming up next week. So it's um, a big time ahead at Chartin. But, um, yeah, I think both tracks are incredible and um, they do a good job. Uh, the track staff do a great job to keep them uh, always a good track and um, I think they do a phenomenal job. Um, and do you think 
two races a week is sometimes too much or is it the perfect combination for a race schedule? I think it's a perfect combination. Um, I personally believe in Australia they race way too much. Yeah. Um, of course, there's a lot more horses, jockeys, trainers, um, definitely in Australia. But for any young guy that goes or any age goes down the pub, you, you, you just go and sit in front of the tab screen. There's races going every single you know minute. Yeah. Um, if you're trying to improve turnover... It's a bit hard for people to, you know, keep punting all the time. Um, you know, dogs, trots, races. Where over here, they only race them two times a week, and um, they can also bet on soccer at the um, jockey club. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're the only really two sports that they can bet on in Hong Kong. So, uh, of course, there's more turnover, and I also think that you know a lot, a lot more people spend a bit more time on the two races because you're not doing form for, you know, Monday at Orange, Tuesday at Kembla Grains, Wednesday in the town. So it's, it is very tough to try and pack a winner every single day. Yeah. Where, um, your Wednesdays and Sundays, you've got incredible information. They barrow trial twice a week generally over here. It's also in Chung Fa, which is in China. So it is, it's, I think it's done very well. And I think the two days a week, um, I, I love it. I think it's great. You know, you go your Tuesdays trials, Wednesday Happy Valley, then Friday trials, and then Sunday I say that Chartin. It, it works out perfectly. Yeah, that's what I think. And do you think the access that uh, punters have to information in Hong Kong kind of helps that with you know form guides and access to uh, stuff inside the Jockey Club? Definitely. Uh, the, the Hong Kong Jockey Club HKJC uh, website is, I think, it's one of the best uh, in the world. It's, yeah. Even before I came over here, I I always kept an eye on it just with what they did and how they they just everything set out very well. You you know you can watch everything. All the reports are there. Um, the stewards reports are great. You got vet reports, uh, and then you got information on every horse. If you want to do the work and you want to study, you can find out enough about the horses. So there's uh, not much excuses not to try and find a winner. <laughs> so if you want to do the work, it's it's all there for you in front of you and. Um, once you get to know, you know, the jockeys, the trainers, the barriers, you know, the weights, everything like that, you can definitely find a winner. And I think it's a lot easier to find a winner over here than what it is in other jurisdictions around the world. Well, you go to the races and some of these guys have a whole newspaper sheet just full of notes of, you know, all the different horses that are racing on that evening. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, it definitely is. There's, uh, there's a lot of papers and uh, it'd be like a telegraph back home sort of thing, but they're double the size. Yeah. Um, full of form and I can't obviously read what it says, but um, I do see a lot of them uh, thrown on the ground at Happy Valley on a Wednesday night after yeah. the races. So um, there's a heap of different form guides. Um, the local press do a great job. They write some great stories and um, they're always keeping the punters uh, aware of what's going on. And um, I personally believe that's what, you know, if you're a punter and that's what you want, or if you want to learn about racing, um, that's what you need. You need the information. And uh, it's also, you know, like for young people to fall in love with racing, it is a bit tough. Yeah. Um, you can't you can't really go out and buy a uh, Joe Marrera or Zach Purton jersey where you can go out and buy an NBA jersey or a soccer jersey. So that, that is a bit tough to attract the younger people. But, you know, uh, if we can show them that going to the races is a bit of fun, get your form book out and try and find a winner, um, I think a lot of young people would uh, find that enjoyable. Just talking about those two jockeys, who's your tip to take out the jockey challenge this year? I both are, both are freakish, freakish jockeys. Uh, I will stick with Zach. I think uh, he's been incredible his last couple of seasons. He's a phenomenal jockey. 
No, I'm not saying that Joe isn't. He's an incredible jockey as well. He's riding brilliantly. And, well, he won last year, didn't he? Sorry? Joe won last year, didn't he? No, Zach, Zach's won it the last two seasons. Oh, he's going right. for a three-peat. Um, yeah. But it is, it's going to be a pretty incredible battle. Uh, Zach's coming off three winners on Wednesday night. Only has a fair book of rides this weekend. Joe has a good book of rides. But Joe is lucky. He can ride uh, at the lighter weights, which is a big help um, over here in Hong Kong because of the handicapping. So, But I think uh, Zach's physically, mentally, he's, he's just a tough, uh, incredible jockey. And he's a, a very competitive one. Uh, so I think he'll just get the job uh, done over uh, the Joe. Do you mind just explaining a little bit about the handicapping for those people that don't really understand it? Yes. Uh, how would I explain the easiest way? It's it, it is tough. You get a handicap when you arrive in Hong Kong. You know, PPs can be you know rated a lot higher than your PPGs. Uh, PPs are horses that are raced in other jurisdictions. PPGs are younger horses that have come in and haven't raced. Yeah. They get a rating when they come over, and that rating, you know depends on how good they are and uh, the rating system, the rating boys will work it out. Yeah. Then they'll come over here, they'll race. Um, and, you know, if they're not uh, as good as what their rating is, they'll, you know, if they're running last, they drop points. So their rating will just continue to drop. So, you know, a class five race, which isn't uh, the best race in Hong Kong, it's uh, probably the lowest of class. It is definitely your lowest class of races. That yeah. rating goes from, you know, there can be horses that are rated 13 or 14, which means they're, they're not very good horses. Or you can be rated a 40, which is your top weight. So they're normally your better horses. And then if they go up another point, they're up to class four. Yeah. Then class three, class two, class one. Then you've got your group races. So it is very tough to understand uh, your handicapping. But um, if you're a young punter and you're looking to get into racing, it would be something that um, I'd definitely look at um, – trying to understand a bit more where you can read information where it's all on the club and it can explain it. Um, but it is a bit hard to explain if you don't know much about racing. It can be a little bit uh, confusing. Yeah, I'm sure it's a little bit tricky. And just quickly, uh, what's been your top three favourite moments uh, in racing? Oh, there's, uh, top three is pretty good. It's a good question. I, I, I've been a huge fan of, I think, uh, Winx is an incredible animal. Probably the best I have ever, well, not probably, she's probably, yeah, she definitely is the best I've ever seen. She's been great for racing. You know, a lot of younger people and families that don't watch racing got involved in racing. She's just an incredible horse. She's now retired, but uh, I think she was just done a great job for racing. And we're, we're, uh, people, we've got a lot to thank to her. Hong Kong, I've uh, absolutely adored watching uh, Beauty Generation. Yeah. Uh, an incredible galloper who just continues to, you know, just tough he's it's not many horses he's got an incredible cruising speed and he just continues to he did lose his form for a little bit there but he's back to you know his near best last start and he's uh what a seven eight time seven good time group one winner um he's just been at the peak of his powers for a very long time and third would be probably having a grandfather that won a melbourne cup i was lucky i was very close to my grandfather he passed away a few years ago but uh he was lucky to win a melbourne cup back in 1962 and um that's something Oh, yeah, he left the Melbourne Cup to me when he passed away, my family. So it was definitely wow. something I'll close. Um, I'll hold close to my heart for the rest of my life. What about any of your international experiences uh, going to the races in the UK? Or um, you went to Italy last year, I believe? Yes, I went to the Palio in Italy. Uh, that is 
uh, crazy. Um, my partner and I went there. Lucky she loves racing as well. But I think for anyone that um, it's just Siena, a sporting if, event, isn't it? It's just incredible to it, watch. It is. It's if you've never seen it, there is a Netflix documentary, or you can type in a line, uh, Paleo Bisciano. It's it's pretty much. Uh, happy Valley on a much smaller scale. You're in yeah. the middle of the city, uh, and they run on pretty much uh, road. It's like rock, so if you hit the deck, it's uh, it wouldn't be too fun. Yeah. Um, and they get you know from around the city in Siena, they have little teams and they uh, chant and cheer for the whole week. It's an incredible, incredible week. It was one of the best things that I've definitely ever done or witnessed. Um, if you're a young person in Siena during August, um, it's it's a must to go and see. It's 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 not even if you're a racing fan. It's just it's pretty incredible and uh, how much they love their horses. And it is uh, it is pretty tough <laughs> seeing some of them poor blokes hit the deck, but um, it's what they do, and it's 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 definitely a must go and see. Uh, the Cox played, of course, in Australia's always a brilliant race. The Melbourne Cups, you know, phenomenal. Yeah, and then you've got. Uh, I went to uh, Goodwood as well last year, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, but uh, also, I think over here, of course, you've got the international races at the end of the year, which, which are, are incredible. Where we attract very, very good horses from all over the world. Yeah, it's probably the biggest week in Hong Kong of the year, isn't it? It's just incredible to watch. Yes, it's, it's definitely a uh, tough week, especially when you've got a lot of people over here that are trying to catch up for a beer, but you've got to be up early, so it can be a tough, uh, <laughs> tough week. <laughs> awesome mate is there anything else you'd like to talk about otherwise I'll wrap up just hope everyone's staying safe around the world and just stay at home and do your best what you can and hopefully everyone you know if you are going through a tough times my inboxes are always welcome and tipping yours are always open as well Joshy so of course. Uh, you know look after your mates and um, it will, will everyone will get through this soon and hopefully everyone stays safe and um, yeah if you're ever in Hong Kong hit me up and we'll catch up for a beer Awesome, mate. Thank you so much for joining me today, mate. I really appreciate it. No worries, buddy. All the best. Thank you for listening to the JC Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you would like to follow Adam on Facebook, head to adamcampton on facebook.com. If you would like to be notified of future episodes, head over to either one of our social media platforms.